coaches. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Coach's Office. This is Coach Brian Barnes. Uh, tonight, our co-host Tom Murphy Jr. is a little bit under the weather during this uh, you know, time of year in Michigan. So uh, I'm flying solo tonight, but I'm, I'm super excited about uh, our guest tonight and the conversation we're about to have with Coach Andy Detrider from Chippewa Valley High School. Uh, before I get, get to coach, I want to Remind everybody that our Twitter handle is at inside the office and the best way to reach us is simply through a DM. If you have some topic ideas or if you know anybody that would be a fantastic guest on the show, uh, we welcome feedback. Uh, we're looking forward to grow the game of football here in the state of Michigan and help coaches get better and help coaches network and, uh, you know, just become an overall better coach. So uh, with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce coach Andy Detrider. Coach, uh, how are you doing tonight? Hey, doing great. Just, uh, Checking out the last game of the divisional round here in the playoffs, but yeah, doing good. How are you doing? Life is good. You know, I, I found that um, these have been some pretty inter- interesting games. You know, I, I enjoy as, as hard as it is sometimes, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about quarterback play tonight. Sometimes it can be challenging playing in the snow, but there's something about watching a game in the snow in January. You know, the Bills Bengals right. was um, fantastic and that was a lot of fun. And, you know, Joe Burrow and, and those guys, like he obviously handled that weather really well and, they played awesome, but uh, yeah, great time of year. Uh, love playoff football in the NFL, and obviously we just finished up a great college football season, and you know, back in November, a great high school football season in Michigan. So, Coach, thanks again for being here. You know, we talked uh, a little bit before we started recording. Um, you know, you're, you're currently coaching at Chippewa Valley High School. Uh, right. You're the quarterback coach, um, but, but go ahead and talk a little bit more, if you could, about about your coaching history and, and how you ended up at Chippewa Valley with coach Scott Merchant, who's one of the best in the state of Michigan. Um, you know, if you could just go ahead and give us a little introduction about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Scott's record. I mean, Scott's record and uh, reputation speak for itself. So um, it's been, it's been a blessing as a coach to, to get in and work with Scott. Uh, we just kind of met by chance. It's going to be, I believe my ninth season coming up uh, started in 2014 uh, my first year, I just happened to be back and uh, was looking for somewhere to coach. I was in between things and and talked to Scott. Um, so I just stayed on and coached JV and, and kind of worked as basically an analyst consultant type thing, you know, just helping extra eyes in the box, talk through the game plan during the week for varsity. And then um, ROC uh, resigned to spend more time with his, his young kids. And Scott asked me to, to take over. So I've been the OC and quarterbacks coach uh, since then. Um, started coaching while well, I graduated from Chip One Oh Three. Uh, went on to play at Adrian College. Uh, played there, graduated or finished up playing in Oh Six Oh Seven. Stayed on for a year to uh, work as a student assistant coach. Then went to grad school for two years down at Miami, Ohio. I um, actually stepped away from football. I uh, was a, an assistant or graduate assistant in the communication department. So uh, I got to coach actually speech and debate, coaching forensics there, which was. Uh, it, you know, it, it helped me learn coaching is coaching, dealing with personalities, people working with uh, kids who accomplish a task. So, so that was a unique challenge, uh, but related in a lot of ways to what you know, we end up doing uh, with football. So then I, I decided to get back into coaching. I took a job at Illinois College. It was a D3 um, out in like the middle part of Illinois. Coached tight ends, was a video coordinator there for a year and then started Bounce around college. I went to uh, Lewisburg College down in North Carolina. It was a JUCO down there. Uh, it was my first foray with coaching defense. So I was a uh, secondary coach and assistant DC. 
And from there, then the following year, I got a job at Kentucky Christian University, moved up there to take the special teams coordinator job. And uh, at that time, my, my dad had gotten sick with cancer when I was at Lewisburg. So I was looking to move a little bit closer back. Uh, my mom has MS. She's had that her whole life. So uh, there's a lot going on with the family. Um, we had some things, a lot of budget constraints came up at, at KCU. Uh, not as much football kind of was fell victim to it. Um, and our staff ended up leaving. So I came back and that's where I was just sort of in limbo for a year. I had met Scott when Scott first got the job. I, I reached out to him and said, Hey, if you're doing any, you know, camps over the summer, you know, good luck. I'd love to come and help out, just give back. Uh, so we did. And, and, you know, him being an Albion guy, me being an Adrian guy, I think there was always that, uh, you know, that, that mutual respect for, for being a D3 player and coach. And, uh, and now it's uh, here we are, you know, nine years later, I thought it was going to be a temporary one year thing. And now here we are. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, that's uh, that's an awesome backstory. You guys have obviously had a lot of success there. Uh, one of the things you, you said I think is really cool for all coaches is that, um, you know, you're currently a quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator, but you had an opportunity to coach on the defensive side of the ball and then also special teams. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's a great lesson for a lot of younger coaches if they have the opportunity to do it is to work on both sides of the ball because it's only going to help you, for one, better overall. Uh, to understand the game from both both perspectives. And then, you know, if you want to be a head coach, um, you, you know, you're not always going to be be able to just focus on one side of the ball. You're going to have to have some knowledge on both sides of the ball. And then, you know, and I think personally from a for me, from an offensive perspective, having worked on the defensive side of the ball a little bit, you know, I kind of feel like it, it, it makes my thought process as a play caller easier kind of thinking and knowing what a defense might do or what, um, yeah. you know, kind of how that feel is. So I think that's, uh, I think that's great that you mentioned that. And then you also mentioned, so you're a 2003 grad from chip. So talk to me about, um, coaching at your alma mater. Um, I'm from Clawson and I had the opportunity to do that, oh, yeah. uh, you know, for a few years and, uh, you know, as an assistant and I get it sometimes it, it's, it's really cool. The greatest thing in the world at your home, you, you, you know, everybody it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's like going back in time, but then on the other side, you're like, holy cow, you know, everybody, <laughs> you know, and it can be, and it can get kind of stressful. So how's that experience been for you? Yeah, it's uh, well, you know how it is. If you've been there, you're, you're, you're different, you're attached differently to a place that you spent four years at, you know, it helped to mold you, you, you feel like you really know what your players are going through, what that, that student athlete experience is like. Um, I think it helps them understand that you can identify uh, directly with exactly where they're at. You know, you've gone through some of the same teachers, you've been in the same building, walked the same halls. Um, so that's gratifying because you feel like you're giving back to something that, you know, helped uh, mold you, you know, and, and it, it, you know, coaching is vital everywhere. It's, it's an important part of every college, every high school, every middle school, you know, th those athletic programs are, but uh, it's, it's, it's cool to be in the same place where you grew up. Uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, but there's, there's challenges that go with it too, you know, and, and you're fighting that, well, you know, a lot of people, well, it used to be like this, you know, well, in our day we did it like this and, you know, times change, like the game changes, the school changes. So uh, you got, you got to adapt and uh, you know, a, a different coach, different person now than, than when I started and, and when I went there. I mean, people change, kids change, right? I mean, yeah. that's just the way, that's just life. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, you're experiencing the same thing that we are. I mean, coaching kids nowadays is different. Um, you know, the stress, I, I feel the stress kids are under nowadays is, is worse than it's ever been. Like, I can't imagine being 
um, you know, a kid today, I've got, I've got three daughters that are teenagers and, you know, just seeing that, you know, dealing with COVID as a kid um, and, and, right. and the uncertainty with that. And, you know, just the stresses of being a regular teenager and then social media and whatnot. And then, and then imagine right. trying to, you know, coach these kids to get, you know, get the best out of them that you can and knowing that they've got all that other stuff going on in their life. So it's uh, you're right. It's definitely a challenge and it's, you know I mean? It's why we do it. Right. But it's definitely, a yeah, challenge. it is, but I don't, I don't envy what they have to go through now. You know, it's, it's every year. It seems like there's more to do. It's more tense. Like you said, there's, there's more eyes on you. Uh, you know, we're, pretty naive. I think looking back, uh, you know, we thought we really understood what was going on. I think all high schoolers do, but man, uh, we just didn't have to go through what the kids have to go through now that they're aware. I was never aware of the stress that was around me the way I think kids in high school are now, you know, because we talk about it. it, It's just, it's a different environment that puts more on their plate. You're right. And I I think part of it is that, you know, knowing that even in, in whether it's high school athletics or in the hallway, like there's a chance that if you screw up, somebody's putting it on the internet somewhere and it's going viral, right. viral on TikTok yeah. or Instagram exactly. or whatever. Like, right. Like that's like, that's a lot of pressure. Like you just can't be a kid. And um, you know, I, I think part of it too, specifically to, to football is that I, I respect the heck out of, you know, what, what Jeff at the D zone does. And I respect the heck out of, you know, yeah. the way recruiting has, you know, you know, a lot of kids huddle highlights has made things so much easier for kids and parents to reach out to schools on their own and Twitter and, and whatnot. But, but man, that's a, that's a lot, you know, I can't, like, I remember, right. you know, being at 16, 17 years old, if you would have told me, Oh, I got to worry about making a, make a highlight film. I got to worry. Oh, this coach DM. Right. I mean, yep. like, like, really? Like, like right. I, I can, I can, I still don't remember my locker combination. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and I got it. Like, so you're right. Things have just changed. And um, I, I mean, I mean, kids are resilient, but there's, there's a lot more to it. You know, there's definitely a lot more to being a student athlete nowadays. You know? Absolutely. For sure. So you guys, uh, you know, you're in the Mac Red. I do, I do have to say, I, I do have some coaching friends in the Mac Red. I got to give a shout out oh, to sure. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like Scott. You guys, I mean, great guy. I remember back even when he was at U of D, that was, it was fantastic. But uh, I know the guys at Dakota a little bit. Angelo Pluff, their offensive coordinator, is a good oh, yeah. friend of mine. Uh, Kurt Renis, obviously, at Romeo is a good guy. And Justin Newcomb at Stevenson, actually, we um, I just met him at our – clinic last weekend we're going to be coaching the all-star game together so oh okay, th- cool. like the the coaching you guys have i mean the macaret like that's that I mean fantastic you know we're us being in the yeah, catholic league you know i mean our you know the the coaching throughout the catholic league i think is really good but man so you know you guys it's every week is is a challenge i mean there are no off weeks for what you guys do very similar i mean i feel oh, this, i feel this way in the catholic league but there are definitely some leagues where it's like okay, you, like you never want to look at your schedule and say, okay, that's a win. However, there's some you feel better about than others. Like in the Mac, right. like, like you, you know, you don't get that luxury every week to say, oh, we're, that's, you know, we'll get those guys. No, I mean, you've got, I mean, you look at, you know, Justin is pretty young still in terms of, of head coaching, but he's already done, you know, a phenomenal job over at Stevenson. And you look at, pretty much every other coach in the Mac red is like, they're, they're surefire hall of fame coaches, you know, Giannone's already in, you know, yeah. Scott just got, just got put in yeah. Rhinus, you know, is absolutely a shoe in Bowers, absolutely a shoe in Chris Smith is absolutely a shoe in. And, and it goes down to the, you know, their assistants too on each side of the ball. And uh, it's uh, it, it's, it's where you want to be, right? Like you want to challenge yourself at the highest level, but you are like, man, it would be nice if one week we just, <laughs> 
<laughs> we could right. you know, get an easy one uh, just for, for, like you said, the mental state and get guys healthy. But um, it's, it's just, it's just playing, you know, playing competitive football every week. You know, that this would be a good um, question. My next question would be maybe good for another podcast, but like, I'm curious, you know, knowing that um, the, the challenges every week and the physicality of it, how you adapt your practices, knowing like you're probably going to get beat up, you, you know, just throughout right. the course of the season. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I, I've had some friends, um, you know, at, at Catholic central, you know, they've always said that sometimes they thought like what they had to go through during the regular season, sometimes was tougher that they had to go through in the playoffs, you know, and, and so yeah. knowing that I'm curious how, you know, sometimes how you adapt to practice, you even, you know, hit less, is it even more thud or, or whatnot, knowing that, especially as the season goes on, but um, you know, if you want to touch on that really quick, um, if there's anything yeah. there, are you guys consciously look at, or is that something maybe I, your you depth know, has been good? That's you don't the have to thing that, no, you know, it's, I think it's like any high school, like, you know, we, you look at your roster and you might have, we'll have 70 guys on a roster, but that's kind of where you start the year and, and you have some attrition or, you know, some high school kids, they're not there all the time or they're, uh, you know, injured as the year goes on or, you know, you know, they're going both ways. So I think that's the battle that every coach is trying to find is what's, what's the right amount. And it was, it was really cool to see, you know, going back to watching hard knocks when the Lions were on it and see here Dan Campbell talk about like, you know, I know, don't think I'm crazy. Like the, you know, the, the data, the research that says we got to hit, we got to hit a certain amount at this re- threshold. You know, all the data talks about keeping yourself healthy. And I think that's where we're all trying to get to, you know, we, we consciously talk every day about, all right, what, what do we do is what's going to be conditioning, you know, have that plan. So we're trying to save the legs and, you know, every year we're trying to find what the right balance is based on the team. But we're, we, I think we err more on the side of less hitting is, is better than too much hitting. Um, and if it feels like we're not getting enough, then we'll do some one-on-one or some, uh, one versus one challenge periods and things in there. But very rarely, you know, we never go to the ground against our scout team or anything. I, I think that's probably pretty standard for most high schools. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we try to really, you know, we, we try to be physical early in the year. We really try to set a tone, uh, especially on offense with the receivers and some of the positions that, you know, they don't, they don't really know. They don't really think they have to be that physical all the time, but, um, you know, every year, then you're going back to the drawing board. What's going to be the right amount for this group? And uh, it, it's funny, you know, some kids just inherently, they, they don't, they, they don't really need to be taught how to be physical. Um, and, and some kids, like they're still learning in high school, you know, and, and it's a, it's a delicate balance to walk that line with them. But, you know, as you probably know, stay away from the quarterback. Uh, that's number one thing I care about and uh, we're going to be good. But uh, for the old line, I think it's the hardest on those offensive line guys because, you're trying to teach physicality and nastiness and finishing blocks. But you know that, you know, sometimes there's guys on that scout D that are physically outmatched. We're not here to hurt our own teammates either. And that's a big thing, like trying to get them to respect that guy and love them and, and take care of that person. But at the same time, get what we need to get out of practice. Um, and it's that sort of fine line you got to walk. Definitely. You know, my, um, you know, our situation is a little bit different. We're a little bit smaller school, so we're similar to sure. you guys. Like yeah. we don't, we don't, you know, we don't go to the ground barely ever. Uh, we're in, we're in shells a lot and actually we're in helmets a lot. And, um, you know, early on, you know, a lot of doubt, doubters, a lot of questions from parents and, and kids and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've been able to win some games the last couple of years. So like, you know what, like, yeah, you I'm sorry. I mean, I think it's appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, like, 
I mean, it's, it's working. Like there's a lot of different ways you can do things, you know, and um, yeah. like you said, though, the, the, the coach on my staff who really is the one who oh, coach, I think we need to smack a little more is my offensive line coach. And he, and he does <laughs> make any, he, and he makes a lot of sense. though, like you're saying, because um, right. I mean, you, you need guys to be physical, but what we find is like our guys come Friday night, like they're, they're chomping at the bit ready to go. You know, they're fresh and they're, they're ready to go. So that's yeah. what, that's what I like about, um, you know, kind of the way we do things just because we're so excited to get after it Friday night because we don't really, you know, go at it Monday through Thursday. But I wanted to transition to the, um, you know, the reason I reached out to you basically was, uh, you know, talking about quarterback play. And um, I assume you played I, – I did not play quarterback in high school. I'm going to assume you played quarterback in high school and then at, at Adrian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, for you, uh, you know, when you came back and um, – you know, and then came back to chip. And then even previously, I'm sure, you know, coaching the quarterbacks has a, a special spot, you know, in your heart. And my favorite thing about coaching the quarterback is like, basically the quarterback's like you on the field, right? Like it's basically yeah. the coach out there and, you know, they're, they're the starting pitcher. Um, you know, they're the point guard. I mean, it's their show and um, it's, it's a lot of fun. So talk to me a little bit, if you could about, you know, what you love about quarterback play. And then I want to get into some more detailed, you know, schematic type stuff in terms of, you know, what you look for while we're scouting an opponent and things like that. But ultimately it could be your philosophy of coaching your quarterbacks. Um, maybe what type of quarterback you want, what, what type of Demeter do you want coach? It's, okay. it's your show. You just, so, uh, let, yeah, you feel free to tell me like, what's the, what's the idea of Chippewa Valley quarterback look like? Yeah. You know, to me, I think the thing that always drew me to it was you you're the guy that everybody looks at as you're going to decide the game. Like you get to be the competitor. I, I always liked that. And I grew up, I was a wrestler, um, baseball player as a pitcher. So, you know, it was like, there was a lot of that one-on-one, -on -one, like I, I just want to beat the person across from me type of thing. And I, I think as a quarterback, you're looking for a guy like that. Like who is your best competitor? You know, like your quarterback really has to be your best competitor. And, um, you know, in college, it, it was a battle for me in college. Like, I went in as a freshman at Adrian and we had 11 quarterbacks brought in in our freshman class. We only had two guys on the roster. Uh, we had a returning senior who was going to be a starter and we had one sophomore returner. Um, so they were a huge quarterback class. It was one of those like, all right, you better, you better be ready to compete. Like even in the summer before practice started. So, um, for me, I was, I was never a, a, a great athlete. I was, I was, I had good hand eye and I could play a lot of sports, but I wasn't going to out athlete anybody. So I, I really had to prepare and compete and, and win every day. And uh, that was kind of the situation that we got into uh, in my years after that, you know, every year you're competing for the starting job and I uh, didn't get as a sophomore, didn't get as a junior. And then as a senior, you know, won the job. And so it was kind of, that, that just sort of turned into my mentality all the time. Like you, you better be ready to compete and be hard on yourself at practice and hold yourself to a high standard. So that's always the, the mindset I come in with is, you know, I'll prepare, I'll compete, you know, be a leader and, and be a great decision maker. You know, and I think if you can find a kid who can do those things, you can, we can work around uh, whether a kid's a great runner or if he's a great passer, you know, we, we'll, we'll play to your strength, but you have to be somebody that's going to make great decisions and take care of the football and, and lead our team. You know, and whatever your skills are beyond that, we'll figure it out. Uh, but you just, you can't be a guy that you can make mistakes, but they can't be catastrophic mistakes, right? Because that, like in high school, you know how it is. Like 
it's a fast game. So if you're a kid that, you know, you make a mistake, that's a sack for a loss of 12 or you're, you're giving the ball away, you know, especially the way we play in our league, teams try to keep the ball away from us, you know, and I, I think most high schools uh, try to lean on that. And so we just can't give away chances. I always, and coaches ask me that we talk about guys that you're trying to recruit in college. I think those are the, the traits that I think are most important, you know, be a great decision maker, be a competitor, because if you're a competitor, then, you know, losing every single rep should matter to you, you know, or, or losing, you know, on a single play. Like I want you to, to, to take that and then be ready to go on the next play. You know, it's like, we don't want you to, to dwell on it, but I want you to the next time out there, it's a challenge. Like we're out here to prove something. Um, so we've been really lucky though. We, we've had kids that are multi-sport athletes, very, capable quarterbacks uh come through since i've been here we've been really really lucky to have the group that we have um and, and they make it a lot easier on me because we can hand over a lot of responsibility to them um so you know i, I know we talked about kind of what is our thing going into the week or what do they have to be able to do uh number one is we, we really try to stress to them uh from day one of teaching like we have to be efficient like when I, when I talk through the quarterback play and we have our first meetings, it's like, look, we, we got to be efficient in everything we do. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, you don't, you don't go broke making a profit. Um, all those kind of, you know, fun, buzzy coaching words and, and phrases. But for us, it's all about efficiency. So when we're talking mechanics, it's efficiency. Like we're not wasting motion. We're not wasting steps. Um, we're going to get the most out of whatever your physical ability is. Right. And, and so everything we do is efficient in terms of getting the ball out quickly you know, taking short, high percentage throws, uh, calculated shots, because with the type of athletes we typically have, you know, we, every game we throw a five-yard hitch or a bubble that turns into, you know, a much bigger play. And we're always trying to find ways to find that hidden yardage. So for us, a kid that can do that um, and put us in good positions and move the chains, that, that, that makes the offense easy to call, you know. But if we can't, if we can't trust you to throw, you know, read that, smash concept or just read all hitches or all curls and make a good decision there when the defense is just giving it to us, uh, we're really going to be in trouble because you can only create so much. For sure. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> you know, one of my favorite books is, is uh, Bruce Feldman wrote a book. I think it's just called the quarterback and Trent Dilfer yeah. made a, you know, had an awesome quote in it where he was talking about like, does the guy have dude qualities, you know, and, and sometimes it's hard to define what those qualities are, but, but you know when somebody has due qualities, whether it's, you know, the, he carries himself with a little swagger and he's not arrogant, right? But he's confident. You right. know, think, you know, think Joe Burrow, just 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 flowing yeah. with confidence that the rest of the team, um, you know, just buys into and they want to follow that guy. And, you know, we were talking a little bit before, too, about how, you know, I one of the harder things for me as I've gotten older as a coach. Um, or actually I've, I've, I've accepted more as I've gotten older as a coach is <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving my quarterback more responsibility. And I remember when I was a young coach yeah. hearing somebody at a clinic, you know, I, I asked maybe like, Hey coach, you told, do you teach your quarterback to throw hot or coach? Do you teach? He's like, no, high school kids are stupid. <laughs> right. You know, why would I do that? And, and for the longest time that stuck with me, but then as I've gotten older, I'm like, you know, if you really want your offense to go where you want it to go, you got to trust the kid right. a little bit. Right. Like yeah. he's, yeah. you know, he's your point guard. He's your decision maker. I mean, basketball coaches do it all the time with their point guard. Right. You, know, you can't tell him where and when to pass the ball. So, um, obviously we want to give him the tools and, and the proper, um, you know, um, 
That's where I'm looking for progression on where maybe you want him to go, but ultimately he's got to make sure. that throw. And so right. sometimes as a, as a coach, that can be very, especially, you know, when you, yeah. you know, you're, it's maybe your job's on the line, maybe not at our level, but that can be pretty stressful. So. Right. Um, and I'm with you. Cause if you can't, you know, going back to what he said, like, if you can't trust a kid to do any of that, then he shouldn't be playing there. That's you know, a, shame on you for putting that kid there. That's a fair I, point. Like now, some, yeah. sometimes you don't have any choice, right? Like, you know, certain <laughs> right. schools, well, it's, we have to go with this, right? But sure. Um, and, and then, you least, know what? If, co- if that's the case, coach, you're going to, you should just turn it around and hand it off 50 times a game right. anyway, then, right? Like, that's why they, that's why they still got the T, man. That's why they still got it. <laughs> People win with it every year. Absolutely. Fair point. Fair point. So, Let's get into a little bit of uh, some scheme stuff here. You know, talking about, you mentioned it a little bit um, going into the week and weekend. I can lump this in into one big, one big thing. And again, we're talking with coach Andy Detrider, quarterback coach and offensive coordinator at Chippewa Valley high school. I appreciate him joining us tonight on inside the coach's office. Um, you know, scouting an opponent. Um, you know, I, I'd like you to talk about that a little bit, kind of, you know, what types of things you ask your quarterback to, or, you know, what do you want him to know going into the game? It might be their personnel. It might be, you know, maybe some giveaways to um, if they're showing a certain blitz. Um, and then on top of that, kind of like pre-snap, if you have any indicators or whatnot that you want him to do, depending on the concept, obviously, you know, it, it'll depend on the concepts, but um, sure. what are some things there? And then maybe post-snap. So, I know you mentioned, you know, you, you, you talked about getting rid of the ball quick. So a lot of times, you know, bubble and hitches and stuff like that. It's just on a bubble anyway, you know, or a key screen, there's no defender read. You're just getting guys the balls, unless it's an RPO type thing. Um, but are you a flat defender read guy? Or are, you, are you a full field progression type thing? You know, talk to me, coach. I know I just gave you a lot, but sure. what are some yeah, yeah. things that how, what goes through your process when you're installing stuff or you're in game week, you know, what do you want your quarterback overall how do you want him handling all that yeah well we're a we're a multiple offense you know so we're uh pretty much all i shouldn't say all gone we went we did go some under this year so we do some uh, some under we do some gun we, for the last uh maybe five years we've used a, used a t package as our short yardage package so um we we try to give ourselves the ability to adapt to whatever our personnel is right it's kind of built on the offense if we're we're strong in one area, we can lean on that. We, we've got it in. If we're, if we're strong in the pass game or 10 personnel, you know, we're, we're, we're good. We can do that. You know, um, for the quarterback, we talk, you know, every opponent's different. So for us, first thing we're going to talk to and watch the film is, you know, what, what really, what's the personality of this defense? You know, what, what are they good at? What are their strengths and weaknesses? What do they want to do? What do they want to take away? Uh, what have they done to teams who I think are similar to us? either in terms of their, their personnel or, um, you know, what their strengths are trying to get a feel for what we can anticipate. Um, and, and that kind of, if, if we get them to understand the personality, what that defense is trying to do, then we talk through, all right, well, this is what we want to do to attack that. Like they, they already have, by the time we get in the game week with everything we do, our, our quarterbacks know what we're trying to do on offense. They get a good understanding of, you know, what we're built on, what we're trying to do, um, how to go through and, and, run our system so we look through we'll talk through personnel mismatches guys who we want to exploit or guys who we want to attack uh we're going to talk through how we anticipate them lining up to personnel sets how do they play you know how do they play three by one formations versus two by two um you know they'll get a uh 
you know, they'll get my, my breakdown each week on, Hey, this is, you know, their, this is their coverage percentage against trips or dubs or ACE. Um, so they know exactly what we think we're, we're going to expect. So they got a pretty good idea of what we're seeing in scout each week um, and how we want to attack each one of those. And it's funny. Now, do you, also, do you, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Coach, yeah, go ahead. No, you're yeah. good. I'll, I'll, I'll I was going to say, ahead. yeah. Do you, do you, those breakdowns? So are you doing those yourself? Do you have another assistant coach helping you out with that? Um, do you have a student assistant or anything helping you out with all those breakdowns and whatnot game no, playing wise? So, yeah, we just, we split up our, um, you know, our film, who's entering the data on huddle. And then I'll just go through and, and I take care of the breakdowns for the offense. Gotcha. Um, it, Cause you know, Scott and I will, Scott and I will plan the practice. Um, the assistants will, we'll have a meeting on Sunday. So everybody weighs in on, on what they like, where we're at for the week. So we can head into it and have a good plan of, of where we're at personnel wise. And then we kind of go from there to attack it. So Scott and I will script practice and, um, then we'll just, you know, we turn that information over to the assistants, the position coaches, so they get what they need to know. And, um, yeah, so then the quarterbacks will go through that early in the week. They get a good understanding of, Hey, this is what we're going to see. And we, you know, we want to show them everything and then try to show them what we're going to anticipate, you know, all right, well, this is what they do, but here's what, here's what I think they might do. Here's, here's something maybe we haven't seen that, that we try to anticipate, or, um, here's what I would do if I were them, you know, trying to, trying to get into that, to, to give them different looks for everything during the week so that. Uh, hopefully by the time we get the game week, you know, game day, nothing surprises them. Uh, for the QBs, you know, every week we'll have uh, in the past game, you know, it, it just depends. Everything ends up being based on, on coverage and shell and, and what the defense is doing. Uh, certain plays, we might be a flat defender. Certain plays might be a curl defender, uh, but they know like we, so we, we build our pass schemes into uh, families. And this is something I took from a guy, Guys, our coach out in Illinois, he's a West Coast guy, but talked about, you know, we had different families. So for us, we have our curl family. So we might have four or five different plays where we're reading the curl defender, right? So the, so the, the person they have to key and find, it all starts there, and we'll install those concepts together. Um, if it's a flat defender read, then that's our flat defender family. If it is a safety read play, then that's going to be uh, in its own family. So now when we do our install, in, in camp, the quarterback can get used to, all right, today it's all curl defender reads, uh, you know, everything I know is going to be in this family. And then the progression goes from there based on how the defense is playing. So, so that gives them, I think, a good understanding of how these concepts work together. And they know that, all right, well, if we, we really think it's, you know, it's a, it's a heavy zone team that we're going to be trying to, you know, work windows and pick windows with some of these curl concepts uh, that then they know, what to expect for the week. They understand all those plays, even though they're different plays and formations, try to simplify that. This is who we're looking at. And then we just read it out from there. Um, so we, um, you know, we, we try to put install as much as we can, like everything in preseason. So yeah. as we go throughout the season, cause like, I mean, you, you might see something different every week. We can always, right. you, you know, we can always revert back, especially if we see something maybe we don't expect, right? We can always revert back. Um, like, hey, I, I know we haven't, we didn't install that and repped it this week, but we did it in camp, so we should at least right. have it there. Right. Do you guys do something similar, or are you more of um, like every week, like here and there, every week we'll we'll add something new for sure, but we don't want a ton of new learning. Um, are you guys similar? Right. Um, yeah. No, we're, we're more like what you discussed. So we, we'll do, we try to build, what I try to do with our skill guys is do three installs throughout the year. So we'll do uh, when the weather breaks in the spring, we're doing our four-man workouts. Each week, 
we're going to treat each week. We'll meet one day. We treat that like one of the days of that first week of camp. So like, let's say week one is like Monday. Okay. Here's what we would install on a Monday. We do four player workouts, talk through with them. Hey guys, you know, we're going to throw a little bit. Um, so then the next week is day two, the next week is day three. So they get that in the spring and we get the summer. Uh, now it's nice with the, the practices and the schedule, the way it is, we can do the same thing. So we do a summer install, go through everything. And then when we get the fall camp, really that's being installed for the third time. So it should be able to, you know, move quite a bit faster. We should feel comfortable with it. Um, so that when we get into a game weeks, you know, there's different, we, you know, we'll have concepts and we'll have a tag off of it where maybe it'll change something. We're really not installing anything new conceptually. It might just be a tag that's with it. That's at least it's familiar to them. Um, and, and I always try to be, a week ahead of time with the pass game, anything new or tagged so that like I can introduce it. I know what we're going to see the following week. We can introduce it. It might be something we might use, but at least we can get it introduced a little bit. And so then the next week they feel like they've done it for two weeks. You know, we don't take a ton of time on it if I know we're not going to use it, but I want them to at least feel like they have that extra week of comfortability with it. Cause I, I learned that early on certain groups like you just can't install that same week of the game um and trust <laughs> trust yeah. it to be executed you know some groups can and some can't for sure um uh booth or sideline do you have a preference when you on game day uh i've been booth i would like i'd like the booth to detach emotionally from what's going on on the sideline but when we want to go fast i really want to be down on the sideline you know i hate having to <laughs> call it in and then like you know scott you know the head coach is doing so many different things sometimes i'm calling to the offense we're trying to get okay and like we want to go fast let's go man like let's get it done uh, so i do miss a little bit of that but i i think with the lack of resources we have in high school i think you almost have to be up there now with the film maybe you don't but we just don't have enough coaches to sure. watch and id everything we need um, and then, like I said, like, uh, it keeps me out of the emotional <laughs> sideline part of what's going on, which so, can be a lot. You're not kidding. And along those lines, then, uh, let, let me ask you uh, about some of your coaching goals. Do you, is one of your goals to be a head coach? Um, you know, where do you, you know, where do you see yourself in the future? Yeah, I think at some point, you know, we've had such a, we've had such a good run. It's been such a good situation. Uh, you know, high school is a little different. My wife, uh, my wife owns a Pilates studio over here and we live in the same neighborhood as, as her parents. So a lot of what we do really happens in, in this area where we live. Um, I, I, I said, like, I, I was not as a young coach, like, you know, how it is like when you're a young guy, like, I gotta be a head coach. I'm gonna be a head coach this level. I'm like, then you go through, I'm like, ah, I really like just being a coordinator. You know, I really like that. I like having, you know, the time to work with the cues because I, I would imagine if you're like Scott and the other head coaches I know, like he always says he does less coaching as a head coach, you know, than he ever was able to do when he's an assistant because you, you're pulled in so many directions. And uh, I was a head coach for wrestling at Chippewa for three years. And I don't miss the head coach <laughs> responsibility sometimes, you know, and it was during COVID and all that. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think eventually down the road here, uh, whenever the time's right, uh, or the situation's right, you know, I'll, I'll want to take on that challenge because I, I think every competitor does. For sure. For sure. And coach, after, you know, talking to you for the last, you know, we're coming up on 45 minutes already. Um, Jeez, I mean, please, I, I, I know it's been, it's been great. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're, 
you're going to do it. You've done an outstanding job, you know, from, from where, where I'm from and, and all the coaches I know say nothing but good things about you and uh, oh, thank you. what you I guys have, have done at Chip Valley and will continue to do, I'm sure. So um, let's, let's go ahead and wrap this up coach again. I appreciate okay. you being here. Um, yeah. Can you, do you have a Twitter handle um, you'd like to share with any coaches that would want to possibly reach out to your network or maybe learn more yeah. about what you do and um, things like that? Yeah, it's uh, it's at Denrider QB. So it's at D E N R Y T E R Q B. Um, they can be on their Instagram, but yeah. And you know, for anybody that I do a lot of QB training and everybody that's interested in just like talking QBs, or learning more about the position guys that are breaking in who have to coach it for the first time, like feel free, you know, reach out to me. Um, if, if you guys do something different or I know somebody that I think would be a better person to talk to, you know, I'll, I'll definitely put you in contact, but anybody wants to come out and just watch what uh, we do with the quarterbacks or, or talk about maybe what, what they got to learn if they're doing it for the first time. Absolutely. I'd love it. Um, you know, I, I, if I, if I didn't have to teach, I wouldn't, man. If I could just coach football, I'm probably like you. Like, if we could just do it all the time, that would be, that would that be would, great. That would be the life. Yeah, we're, we, uh, at least in Michigan, we don't have that luxury, right? A lot of no. other states maybe, but uh, that's all right. We, uh, yeah. we do what we can to make, make, it, uh, to make it work. Um, last thing we, we'd like to ask our guests uh, on the show is, is there any special tradition um, – that you think is unique, maybe it doesn't have to necessarily be to Chippewa Valley. Um, it can be and maybe a, one of your other coaching stops that is unique and like stuck out, you know, stood out to you. It could be, a, it could be a drill. It can be a, you know, like a summer event. It can be an off season team bonding thing. Um, or is there, is there something that you, um, that is unique to you that you do that is, is pretty cool that you, you wouldn't mind sharing. Yeah. You know, when I was at Adrian, uh, Jim Lyle's our head coach and he was the master of, of positive attitude and you guys, I'm not kidding. I mean, he, every time anybody asked him how he was doing, his answer was always perfect. It didn't matter what was going on. He, he was the master of that. And he just, he always seemed like he was calm and in control and he could get fired when he needed to. But one of the things I always grew to love there was when we began practice every day, he would go through this sort of chant and speech and he would say, you know, he would yell out with great enthusiasm. And that was his mantra kind of, he'd blow the whistle and guys like it was time to get, it was time to get hyped and live guys would be running around there. You, know, you got 140 guys out there. You got guys flying all over doing handshakes with each other, guys doing backflips and stuff. And it was like, and if it wasn't good enough, he would blow the whistle and go back and call you out. So that was false enthusiasm. Um, but it was one of those things that, like I'll never forget watching the way the team got excited about practice each day because of stuff like that. You know, so that, that was something that I thought was really cool and unique and I haven't seen it everywhere. And uh, I, I think you need it, you know, especially in college, we're there for three, four weeks before school starts and, you know, it can feel like a grind and you just need something every day to sort of point your, your, your compass in the right direction and kind of recenter you there to get ready for practice. So it's always like that. I think, you know, a lot of schools have, have their own version of, of, you know, we do big red jacks and things like that, but uh, uh, w- whatever you can do to get your guys excited like that and, and help create energy and enthusiasm. I, I think you, no matter how much you might dislike as a head coach, like whatever, man, if it gets the kids ready to go, it gets the kids ready to go. Let's do it. 
No question. Whatever it takes. I, uh, coach, this, uh, this was awesome. Thank you. Um, you know, I I really appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. Definitely flying solo tonight without our co-host Tom Murphy. I hope he's, uh, getting over his colder sinus issue, whatever he has, but, uh, this has been an episode of uh, Inside the Coach's Office uh, with Coach Andy Detrider. Um, this is Coach Brian Barnes. Um, Coach, if you have any final words. No, I just I appreciate, uh, appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you having me on. And like I said, trying to grow the game and network with people. Um, it, it's just it, it can only help. And, and for the young coaches out there, uh, you know, it's hugely important. And just whatever you do, stay loyal. Stay a good person. Stay loyal to your staff. You know, trust your head coach and these guys who are, uh, you know, trying to do their best. Uh, it, it's a very difficult job, and and I appreciate guys like you are doing it, trying to to grow the game and grow the uh, uh, grow the profession and the development level for the coaches out there. You got it, Coach. Thanks for being here again. This is Brian Barnes for Inside the Coach's Office. Reach out to us at Inside the Office on Twitter. And until next time, we'll see you.